Hey, Rachel. Hi, Brian. So how was your week? Well, I'm like jacked up on cold meds right now, so I'm sorry about my voice. Wait, is it DayQuil or NyQuil? It's uh, Sudafed. Okay. But, I mean, if I can be real here, I'm sick to my stomach about what's been going on this week. Um, these misogynist troglodytes in state houses across the country are introducing these abortion bans, and they're doing it not because they think it will pass, but because they're trying to kick the ball down the field to their pals, Brett Kavanaugh and Neil, Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch yeah. And I'm enraged. I mean, you know, anybody who says elections don't matter is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama actually passed the law, right? Yeah. That wasn't for nothing. Right? Well, it, it's going to pass. I mean, the governor is a female, which is disgraceful. And I just, I, I wish I could say, like, Dracarys, you know, how, like, Daenerys <laughs> the Targaryen, like, come in and, like, and just, like, burn down the Alabama State House Because it's, like, these 25 men voting on something that's going to affect the lives of women. It's It's... Truly disgraceful. Okay. Okay. I'm, I know this might not be what the most. Great, what a great lead into <laughs> a comedy <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Rachel. I, I agree. Know, ben, I agree. It's how I, feel. I agree. It's, but let's... I got to stand in my truth. <laughs> okay, we're going to lighten it up. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. All right, Rachel. Well, we are back. A little jet lag, but back from our live show in San Francisco. How did you think it went? I think it was a delight. It was really great to see everybody, and the show went well. And Beta we were, Brand was such good hosts. Yes, thanks to Chris Lindland and the team at Beta Brand, and we were able to kind of like cocoon ourselves in this like liberal bubble of San Francisco and forget about the world Unlike around New us. Unlike New York City, where we're. <laughs> Constantly being pelted by (laughs) Trump MAGA hats. (laughs) No, it was a garden of earthly delights. Um, What was also a garden of earthly delights was what we did the day after to celebrate. We had to blow off a little steam. It was actually a lot of pressure to do this live show. So Rachel and I decided, we decided to rent a car, not drive, we, we hired a driver to take us up. Uh, to Sonoma County, to wine country, and we had an incredible day of drinking wine and eating cheese, and uh, we thought it was going to be some, like, cut-rate driver because we tried to find a really cheap one on, what's it called, pushpin, no, no, thumbtack? thumbtack <laughs> is a thing. Right. We don't yeah. have it. We don't have it here. But uh, we wound up with Andy driving us in this Escalade. We felt like we were so hoity-toity It was going just around. a fabulous experience. So we went, to this, we went to this one winery. <laughs> called, what was it called? Artisa. Right. It was, like, super super modern on a hilltop and we got in and we had already been drinking a lot so we sort of stumbled in yeah which is the whole spanish purpose. wines beautiful surroundings it was just a pure well delight. they were sonoma wines but it was in a but, spanish setting yeah was, right, well the founders of this winery were spanish right. and they so, made spanish wines. so we go in and there's like this menu um where normally you would do a tasting but it's actually like you can sit down in one of the dining rooms and they'll bring the tasting to you and then they you have the option of like a pairing like cheese pairings or uh, charcuterie pairings um and, and then... there's one <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? And then, and then I st- my eye fixated on the caviar pairing, and I was right. like, "What? This day couldn't possibly go better. Why not just throw a caviar right. tasting into the mix?" I know this sounds the like the most privileged thing in the world, but I have never in my life ordered caviar in a restaurant or anything. But it was just sitting there. It was expensive, but not that expensive. Like caviar and cava, like it could unbelievable, unbelie- right? Delicious. So we so- go ahead and say, like, okay, we are going to splurge, <laughs> and we are going to have the. 
caviar tasting with the wine. And they said... They said, um, one moment, and they came back, and then they're like, we're sorry, we can't do the caviar tasting. And we're like, why did you run out of caviar? And they're like, no, we have plenty of caviar. We ran out of creme fraiche. <laughs> And we're just like, what? Like, wait, that is not the constraining factor of serving us caviar in a in a restaurant, like, right? Why? So, is like, there's, creme there's three components: there's blini, <laughs> there's creme fraiche, and there's caviar. And like, what we're really paying for is the caviar, not the creme fraiche. And like, what did they have? Like one container they of said like they super. Have one. They said they have one container of like supermarket creme fraiche in the bag, <laughs> we and they ran out of it. Like, but they didn't even them. ask. It. Like, it wasn't even a, like a <laughs> option. Like, I will I will eat caviar off my hand. No. I will like tie my hands behind my back and lick it off a plate. They wouldn't give no, us any like other. No, it's like you cannot have it. I will have the blini without the creme fraiche. You could go to the corner no. and get sour cream. I wouldn't know the no, difference. We wouldn't know. We're garbage monsters. No, we don't know. absolutely terrible. So this winery, call us. We have some business advice for you. Get two creme fraiches. Get two creme fraiches, or just sell us. Like give us a ten percent discount off the tasting and let us eat the caviar off we of our hands we off of the table. I'll we lick wouldn't it. have cared, but lick anyway. Table. We had a cheese tasting, <laughs> and it was really good still. So it was a beautiful day, like 99 out of 100. 99 out of 100. Thank you for indulging our personal story there. Rachel, we have a lot more to talk about. Elephants in the room. What's your elephant? So my elephant in the room this week is the sex strike. Oh, yes. There's, there was an Uber Lyft strike last week, and this week there is a sex strike. So um, our human the rights... The labor movement in America is resurgent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... Um, who better to determine what to do about our human rights that are under assault than TV's Alyssa Milano? I, I'm, I can't even remember. Is she from, like, Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss? Okay. And, and I say this... Has she done anything uh, since then? I, I mean, she did, like, some Lifetime movies. <laughs> oh, the Lifetime career advancement movies. But, and I say this with the utmost respect for the spirit of what I think she's trying to say. And I don't want to be a total asshole here, but her message... Has never is, stopped you before. <laughs> getting muddled. Okay, so Alyssa Milano started tweeting this week that she's calling for a hashtag sex strike on the part of women to address this assault on our constitutional rights. Is there a specific assault? Oh, this, is this the uh, anti-abortion uh, yes. move? Okay, that we spoke about earlier. Yes. Okay, so she's doing something. You should be happy about that. No. Right, more than, no. more than talk Alyssa Milano delivers. There's so many problems <laughs> with this. Okay, so I think like the most obvious problem for me is like let's say you're going to participate in this hashtag sex strike. How do you monitor someone's compliance? There's no compliance regulation. Like you could just <laughs> say you're doing it and not well, like do Trump it. Trump is no... gutting all the like regulatory agencies <laughs> right now. Like we don't have uh, the Consumer Protection Board right anymore. Into his hands. Right, that's right. And so also like from Alyssa Milano's perspective, is she married to like a hardcore conservative? Who she's trying to punish trying by withholding to, like... sex from? Yeah. And that whole idea that but sex... No, who is she? Who is, is yeah, she married? Who is she's she married, married to... to this guy, Dave Bugliari. He's a liberal CAA agent. <laughs> Who I actually have met before, super nice guy, (laughs) and he tweets all the time about women's issues. Like, no, so you know, sex is not a gift that women bestow upon men. She's going to have sex with her hot liberal husband, but she's trying to get all the other women who were married to Trump. Husbands to, to not, not have sex. Have sex? This yeah. is a story as old as the hills. So do you know the story of the? It's a play, Lysistrata. I think it's by Aristophanes, yes. ancient Greek play, and it's all about the men going to war and the women have a sex strike until they stop war. And then there was a Broadway show about 
five, six years ago called Les Estrada Jones with uh, set in a high school with the guys' basketball team who are on a losing streak and they can't win. And the women decide to hold the high school cheerleaders side to withhold sex until they win a basketball game. Oh, interesting. So this is a, a, a tried-and-true tactic that can be applied to all manner, <laughs> to all things. All manner of crises, of social crises. But the problem, <laughs> the bigger, <laughs> more global problem, is that nobody is having sex anymore anyway because they're all watching Who's the Boss reruns on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix or Game of Thrones. Or whatever. I mean, right, which is a game that last Game of Thrones was the most boner killer ever. There was, yeah, I mean. It was, <laughs> like genocide. It was, King's Landing genocide is not a. It was not, terrible. It's not I, an aphrodisiac, really. No, no. But like the Wall Street Journal had this article recently that was blaming the decline in fertility rates on streaming services. So I, I buy that. Yeah, I, I buy totally it too. buy that. I totally buy it. So, okay. So Alyssa, I guess, processed the blowback to this whole thing. And she wrote an op-ed and published it on CNN because she, I guess she wants to control the narrative. And in it, she said the sex strike generated a, quote, mixed reaction, but it got the country talking about the GOP's undeniable war on women. And let's face it, with so much going on every day in the news, sometimes we need an extreme response to get national attention. This okay. is not an extreme this response. Is silly... This is a private response that nobody can monitor, that nobody will notice, and that's probably happening anyway. Right, and is she like taking credit for the national attention because of these like horrific bills that she's are being She's jumping asked? on the bandwagon. <laughs> she's she's so, late to the game. Alyssa, <laughs> I mean, I like your commitment to these causes, but I just don't think you're the spokesperson we deserve. No, you are not a tactician. No. You're an ideologue, not a tactician. You do not know how to block and tackle Alyssa Milano. No. No, no, no. No, no that's all I have to say. No. 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 So Shut this down. Shut it down. Shut right. it down, Rach. Okay. okay. Thank you for raising that topic. I have another topic, which is uh, about uh, the intricate intricacies of gender relations. And in, oh. uh, we've all had or heard about bridezillas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You weren't one. I, I remember you around the time. I don't think so. No, I, think I think I was like super sane. chill. Yeah. Right. You were like the anti-Bridezilla. This is about a, a heiress, a woman named Andy Potamkin. And uh, you know there's like a Potamkin used cars, like yeah, she, Cadillac. Of that of lineage. That, of, <laughs> of that lineage. Right. House it's House Lannister versus House Stark versus House Potemkin. Um, so uh, she had an over-the-top wedding. It was her dream wedding. It's what she always wanted. It was at the Amangiri Resort in Utah. And who did she marry? She married hairstylist to the stars, William Jordan Blackmore, whose clients include Mark Jacobs, Elizabeth Olsen and Selena Gomez. That it's so is. interesting that all those three people go to this one stylist. <laughs> well, the, the salon is in Chelsea, so <laughs> anything anything could happen. <laughs> this is how extravagant this wedding was, how decadent. The save that, not even the invitations, the save the date little cards that you normally get, they're like half the time they're like evites now. Right. Right. Mine was a magnet. A magnet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. This was, um, I hate to say, maybe a little even more creative <laughs> than a magnet. It was a geode. Okay. Which is like those rocks that, with like, like the with crystals inside. inside. Yeah. yeah. With a hammer and in a set of instructions for how to hammer the stones open to get the geode. And then there's a little hollow part and there's the save the date card in how the geode. How did they get it in the geode? How did they get it in the geode? This is sorcery. It's like a ship in a bottle. <laughs> How do they get it in? It's sorcery. 
the guests, the guests. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was taking notes on this, and I didn't think of it. Okay, so they were instru- The guests were instructed to dress in quote desert colors, and the examples of desert colors were parchment and dune ecru, and they okay. warned them that frequent outfit changes were encouraged. Okay. So you couldn't just wear <laughs> parchment or dune ecru. You had to have them like both. alternate and... <laughs> between them? They're not that different, you no, know? No, <laughs> no, you couldn't tell. Um, and the guests were flown in by private jet at uh, Andy Potemkin's expense, and they were put up at this resort where the rooms cost up to $5,000 a night. And the activities over the five-day wedding, it's like a destination wow. wedding, yoga, watercolor classes, zip lines, and they did custom-made paper dolls and the image of each guest. So you go and you get like a, your like grab bag instead of Jordan almonds. You get a a, a paper cutout a paper in your doll. own likeness. That sounds like very childlike. It's very I mean, it's very creepy. This whole thing is very creepy. But I kind of wish I was invited to the wedding. <laughs> or or like at least really. married. <laughs> I kind of wish I was married in this ceremony. Yeah, it was pretty fucking awesome. Like <laughs> weird and over the top. So now it's three years later, and what happens? It is revealed that. They, at this incredible wedding extravaganza, never actually got married. But uh, William Jordan Blackmore did not know this. Only Andy Potemkin (laughs) knew this. And it was this huge fraud. So she was in cahoots with her father, Alan, and they tricked the officiant into (laughs) pretending like it was a real marriage but it wasn't a they real marriage. They tricked the hairstylist? No, they the tricked- hairstylist is the husband. There was an officiant. No, but they tricked the husband, They too. tricked the husband, yes. Okay. They also tricked the <laughs> officiant, who was their yoga instructor, <laughs> whose name was Dana Riser. Okay. And Dana Riser, upon being asked to officiate this wedding, did the normal thing. He was like, oh, I'll get offici- I'll get uh, ordained on the like universal ministry of the internet. So she right? got ordained. She did not because she wanted to. And then uh, Andy said to her, oh, don't worry about it. We're going to get married officially in New York. This is just like a ceremony. And we, we'd be honored if you would do it. So uh, so Dana, the yoga instructor, had no idea that this was happening. Okay. Um, so, then we now we figure out the real reason that this was happening. So, <laughs> so they were actually in love. Andy and Blackmore were actually in love, and they okay. got matching tattoos. In fact, but they had never. Andy had never intended to actually marry him. It turned out that uh, William Jordan Blackmore had been dragging his feet on a prenup. And Andy is an heiress, so she had a lot to lose if the prenup hadn't been signed. And Alan sort of like vetoed her father, like vetoed the wedding, but she could not give up the fact that she wanted to have this wedding as like oh, this enormous PR opportunity, right? That's so she she was just in it for the party, which is <laughs> what we suspect about a lot of bridezillas, yes, right? Is that so they're just in like... it for the party, and the the marriage is and the sacred marriage vows are an afterthought. Okay, wait, so, so she's like, <laughs> if he won't sign the prenup, I'm just gonna <laughs> fake the. The wedding, and it won't. He'll never be the wiser. He'll never be the wiser until, (laughs) until late breaking news. Andy had an affair. Oh, and (laughs) walked in one night, put her ninety thousand dollar engagement or wedding ring on the mantle, and walked to him and said, "Uh, "We need to break up." Uh But she wanted a conscious uncoupling. 
Okay, like Gwyneth like Paltrow. Gwyneth, yeah, and Chris Martin, exactly. And it seemed suspicious to him, so he called the yoga instructor and said, was this ever real? And she said, oh, no, no, what, ha- <laughs> Sorry, what happened? I'm losing it. Such a crazy story. I'm losing it. Like, in the divorce papers, it only referred to the symbolic marriage. So oh. that tipped him off. He called Dana the But why, how the did they even get divorce papers in the first place if there was no marriage? I think no to make sure that he was, like, release, he was releasing her from any, like, claims on her fortune. Okay. Right? So he went to the yoga instructor. She's like, oh, wait, I was never ordained. So, like, there was no marriage. So he's suing for $2 million. Okay, he's suing for $2 million for not being married. He doesn't have a leg to stand on, right? <laughs> I think he has many legs to stand, <laughs> multiple legs. He's like a tripod at least. <laughs> uh, this, no, he was tricked. He, he was He says it, it hurt his business, which is... How? <laughs> How did it hurt his Married to someone. Seems like he got Selena a good party Gomez no longer wanted to get her hair cut there because... <laughs> Seems like he got a good party out of the whole yeah, thing. Okay, yeah. so no, no Andy Potemkin. And frankly, no to hairstylist to the stars, William Jordan <laughs> no. Blakemore also. No, we will lay waste to House Potemkin. <laughs> we'll salt the earth. We'll burn our bridges. Shut it down. No. no. Okay, Rachel, what do you got? All right, so I want to talk to you about the biggest fight since Tyson and Holyfield. Really? More and than <laughs> William James Blakemore and Andy and Andy. Potemkin? Yes. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about James Charles and Tati. Those words mean nothing. <laughs> nothing to me. So, okay, I, I suspected that they might not resonate. Yes. So James Charles and Tati are our finest living beauty vloggers. Beauty vloggers. Okay. Are they both, it's a man and a woman? It's Yeah, James Charles is a man and Tati Westbrook is a woman. Okay. They both have millions of followers on YouTube where they do these beauty tutorials. And so Tati is 37 years old. She's considered to be a YouTube OG and she kind of took James Charles under her wing when he was just a little baby beauty blogger. So she was a, he was a protege. He was a protege. Like Bieber and Drake. Exactly. Okay. And so they were besties and James Charles even did the makeup for Tati Westbrook's wedding. Oh, <laughs> I see so many parallels Utah. here. There's celebrity stylists, exotic, <laughs> elaborate weddings. Yes, but um, that was then and this is now. It's also <laughs> so a Things breakup. have changed if we could only go back to the so, <laughs> Halcyon days. I guess I just want you to put yourself in Tati's shoes, Brian. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what Tati's shoes look like, but okay, I'm imagining. I'm, my eyes are closed. I'm imagining it. Okay, wouldn't you be mad if the kid that you mentored went to Coachella <laughs> and posted? I don't know what you're on Instagram say. stories about sugar bear hair gummies. Sugar bear hair gummies. What? No, why would I be upset about? It? I mean, it sounds like a lunatic rant, but. What does that even mean? So, Tati? <laughs> Tati, yes. It's a line of hair gummies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Competing 
What is a hair gummy? <laughs> it's like a it's like a vitamin that you take for beautiful hair. Oh, it's not like a barrette or a, <laughs> or like a scrunchie made of gummy bears. That's what I thought too. Okay, no, no. it's it's um, external beauty. Taken, it's like a gummy administered vitamin. Like a gummy vitamin yes, that helps your hair. Vitamin. Okay. So so Tati has a brand called Halo, and so when she saw this. Instagram post, it was like a shot across the bow. <laughs> and she was like, how dare he? Wait, what did he say in the post? He yeah. just posted a picture of himself with these sugar bear hair gummies. But it's like an endorsement. Why shouldn't he It be... was like an endorsement, but he wasn't even paid for it. But shouldn't got... she be happy that her protege was promoting her products? Well, in the past, he had said that he didn't want to, that a lot of his fans were kids and he didn't want to advertise her gummies because he didn't want to advertise vitamins to kids. So he's... He's uh, so noble. So he, <laughs> it, Well, and he didn't accept money for from Sugar Bear Hair, but they did offer him a security guard <laughs> the Coachella. Ultimate, the ultimate It was a perk. swap. <laughs> it was a, like... A, like for like. In-kind <laughs> services. Okay. It's a round so, trip. So that's the backstory. So then Tati decides to post this week a 43-minute video on YouTube entitled Bye Sister, and it has gotten 45 million views. Holy fuck. So wait, is he the sister? Yes. Okay, so it's like... By Felicia. Exactly. It's like he's it's a sister. the new by Felicia. <laughs> and so 45 million views. That, let me tell you, that is three times more people than watch the Game of Thrones premiere. Oh my God. We are a garbage society. <laughs> the Game and... of Thrones is like this artistic masterpiece that probably cost $50 million to make that one episode. And this is what people and are this, watching. This girl 43 sat minutes in front of... talking about her hair gummies. <laughs> And her like, and her, and her like with estranged <laughs> protege at forty-five million, and she probably made like a hundred million dollars from the sponsorship. Probably okay. So then she posts this thing, and she accuses James Charles of undermining her business with the sugar bear hair brand deal, <laughs> and then accuses him of tricking straight guys into thinking that they are gay and hitting on straight guys. If I could do that, I'd, which I I'd mean, be a billionaire. I, like, I, I think that's like a little bit strange to, for her to even go there and kind of Is homophobic. He gay? He's gay. Oh, okay. okay. Clearly since he's the sister. Yes. Right. So she accuses him of of, of trying to like brainwash straight guys into, into being thinking gay. that they are gay. Right. Which okay. like is a weird thing to be mad at somebody. On the other about. hand, also every gay guy's fantasy. Yeah. I mean, who among <laughs> us doesn't do so okay, so people took Tati's side. They found this video very convincing and they started unfollowing James Charles in droves, oh, including no. all of the Kardashians. Oh, wow. Which is that bad. is a that is a disaster. It's a diss. That is a, a bomb that is like an abomination. So then James Charles is really feeling the pain and posts this Instagram story and then an eight minute video on YouTube entitled Tati. And in the video, he's like stripped down, no makeup. He's wearing glasses. He's like on the verge of tears and he apologizes to Tati and says that she was like a mother to him. And, um, Tell me when the story is done because <laughs> I'm, I'm waning and, and I have a lot of thoughts. And so, okay, so he's apologizing to her and explaining the situation. He, like, there was, there's something he said. I think we should just let him tell it in his own words. <laughs> I, we will put a clip right here. In regards to the Coachella situation with the brand deal and the security guard, I've already told my truth about this twice. Um, and instead of 
talking about it for a third time and explaining it and going into detail and pulling up receipts, it doesn't matter. Um, and I'm, I understand that no matter what I say or do, there are always gonna be people that don't believe me and will think that I'm lying and that's okay. So I say, no, James. This woman is a monster. Okay, I have a bigger question here. At, at risk of extending this already extended <laughs> segment about something I could not care less about. There's more. <laughs> oh, there's more? Yeah, but go. Go on. Okay. So my question is, like, this is the ultimate, like, late capitalist, late social media. This is a... a Tempest in a teapot about it's about less than nothing. We, it's about two nobodies <laughs> about endorsing a product that is nothing. Like this is incredible. Like the Real Housewives feuds look like material profound. that look profoundly deep, right? It looks like you know Marx and Trotsky, like I know. compared to this. And this it's is, also like why you, are we even talking about it, well, Rachel? Why did you do this to us? Well, we used to be a reputable podcast. This is the thing. It's like crossed over into mainstream culture, and we're living in a world where you can participate in culture and like not even know what the hell is going on. I didn't know like, what the hell. I'm sitting here I talking about it. I've never heard of any of these people. So I, I'd heard of James Charles because I had done some like work with influencers, so I knew who he was, but I never heard of this Tati <laughs> before. But so okay, so I feel like the timing on this whole thing is really suspicious. James Charles is more famous than Tati. He's the first boy to get a deal with CoverGirl Cosmetics. He's oh. the first cover oh, boy. Very progressive. And he was invited this year to the Met Gala, which the theme was camp, and we discussed that last week. And he said on Instagram, quote, it is such an honor and step forward in the right direction for influencer representation in the media. Because okay. that's a real problem, is that underrepresentation of influencers, influencers in, in the, the media. media. <laughs> right? By definition, okay. they're... <laughs> In the media, They're, they like, do not they've exist. They've taken over the media. the media. Can I please get, note no, this? No. Oh God! Okay, please. so oh, so Gerald in please. Australia is obsessed with this story, and he agrees with me that the timing is odd. And he said it's tall poppy syndrome that Tati wanted to cut him down because he's getting too famous. What is a tall poppy? It's like you when like the poppy grows too tall, you cut it down so you're at the same height. I've never heard of that. Okay, well, I think, I agree. I think she has tall poppy syndrome, and I think he has Stockholm syndrome, and he should stop apologizing. Can you just, like, wave your hand when I can shut this down, because I am so These over people are story. so horrible. If I had to choose, I would choose James Charles, but uh, overall, they can both crawl into their holes, and no, no. Flood the cave. No, the tribe has spoken. Shut Goodbye. it down. Goodbye. Yeah, okay, shut it down. Wow, that was an ordeal. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> it was, it was a lot to take in. It's a lot of ins and outs. If you want to take a break, you can just pause right now, <laughs> take a nap, come back, and we'll resume right now with uh, Seth Rogen's mother. <laughs> <laughs> The natural Our finest thing. living influencer. <laughs> she is also an influencer. So she posted this week. Um, I guess this is another example where there, this is not a visual meetings medium. So I'm going to have to describe something <laughs> in an audio medium. So she put, just posted a picture of, I guess, some sort of like open faced sandwich. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, and so there were two of them side by side, and and here's the here's the description of what they are. On the bottom is are two rice cakes. <laughs> On top of that are two slices of cheddar cheese, like chunky slices of cheddar cheese, like about a centimeter thick. Yeah, yeah, like a, a wedge. Yeah, a wedge. 
on top of the cheddar cheese, the rice cakes and the cheddar cheese, is what looks like, and I have subsequently confirmed, is a banana <laughs> sliced in half. On top of that, okay, so we got rice cake, cheddar cheese, banana, and they look like burgers, Boca burgers, or black bean burgers. They're Morningstar black bean burgers. Oh, no, it's been yeah, verified. No, I, oh, I mean, I know. The, fa- I, the New Yorker I, fact-checking department has looked into this. Also known as me looking in my freezer and comparing. <laughs> okay, there's black bean burgers, and then on the very tippy top is some sort of like mustard aioli. So you got rice cakes, cheddar cheese, banana, <laughs> Boca, black bean burgers, and mustard aioli. This is an unholy combination. No, this is the Holy Roman Empire right (laughs) here. It is doomed to fall. (laughs) And uh, Sandy Rogan, that's the mom's name, says husband's, well, there's bad apostrophes. Tower of Babel. (laughs) Husband's dinner, don't ask, I didn't make it. (laughs) Thank God. So she's like disclaiming responsibility for this. She's like, I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this. Yet I'm going to show it to everybody. Of course, Twitter went fucking insane about this. And there were thousands, tens of thousands of reactions. Um, one person said, this is the most successful anti-weed PSA ever made. So like, they were mostly like either like they're high. There's no way. Nobody would eat a rice cake if they were high. Well, someone did. I guess Seth Rogen's father no. did. <laughs> oh, <he laughs> or people not. were like, are you pregnant? <laughs> Which I don't know. When you were pregnant, did you ever eat that? No. No okay. one eats a rice cake when they're pregnant or high. But now, worst of all, there are now copycats where people are making this sandwich into like a craze. It's oh like my a, God, a, an absolute craze. And they're like no. small value variations. Some are trying to like make it as close as possible. Some are trying to have creative variations. So it's like variations on a theme. Seth Rogen, we need to stage Paganini. an intervention. This yes, is... this is terrible. Seth Rogen, I'm glad your mother is such an active Instagram food influencer, but this is not the kind of influence we need. I'm going to keep this short and say, go look this up, Google this. The picture speaks for itself. It speaks a thousand words. No, Sandy Rogan, you seem like a reasonable person. I think it, this is grounds to leave your husband. <laughs> I give you permission. And like, what is it called when the, the, the child divorces the parents? Oh, yes. <laughs> What's that called? I don't know, but he's old That's enough. That's what he should do. <laughs> nope, shut it, shut it down. No. Emancipation. Okay. Emancipation, yes. What do you got, Rachel? Um, I want to talk about Casey Musgraves. Oh, one of our finest living songstresses. Yeah, she won the album of the year at this and, year's Grammy. American Idol, didn't she? Uh, oh, did she? Yeah, I think she won. Oh, I Isn't didn't that where know she that. came from? I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. I don't know. Let's but say she, that. And... But she's fabulous, and um, now she's causing a stir in Australia for refusing to do a shooey. I don't know what that is. A shooey? <laughs> okay, a shooey is an Australian tradition when somebody drinks alcohol out of a shoe. <laughs> That happens with any regularity? It happens all the time. <laughs> so is it, like, is it impromptu or is it like a planned event? It's like a dare almost. So she did this show in Sydney and the crowd at the end was chanting, shooey, shooey. Do they just do that? Is it like, is it like play free bird? Yes. It's like that. Just but they want anyone in any <laughs> position of attention to, to do a shooey. Shoe. <laughs> to do a shooey. Okay. So Casey Musgraves looked out upon this 
crowd and confusion. She says, what is a shoey? And when someone explained it to her, she shut it down. She said, newsflash, that would not work for me. And she lifted her leg to reveal open-toe stiletto sandals under her floral patterned pantsuit but the crowd would not let it go so it can't it can't hold alcohol <laughs> the center cannot hold <laughs> so they kept... everything that rises must converge right so so they keep chanting and then this guy in the pit holds up his own shoe and offered it to her as a drinking vessel and she was like that's very romantic she was like i'm not fucking drinking out of your shoe no she and that's what she said and the reaction on social media was generally positive someone said i'm so proud of casey for not doing the shoey and someone else said we stand an anti-shoey queen but then just when i thought this this could be a yup. Casey Musgraves went to Melbourne, Melbourne, and she caved to the pressure. And she did a shoey? She did a tequila shoey on stage. But wait, is it like a little tequila shot that's like poured into a shoe and like half of it is absorbed into like the insole, into the like Dr. Scholl's? Well, it looked like she somehow procured like a Cinderella like glass <laughs> slipper to do the shoey. So she, it was mostly falling out and she kind of like licked the sole? No, they poured the alcohol. She, she grabbed the shoe she wasn't wearing it okay, it was sort yeah, of a yeah. independent well, shoe. it was a free floating i don't assume you poured the alcohol into the shoe while you're wearing it that would just get sloshy <laughs> no, but, but i think you were inferring that she would take off her shoe I assume. Port. no but oh, no, it's she, a free, she had a free an independent shoe. <laughs> she had an independent shoe that nobody that nobody was wearing. It was not claimed by any mortal. And it happened to be made out of a glass. Okay. So she, oh, a so glass she, shoe. <laughs> it looked like that. I don't know. Maybe it was PVC. And anyway, so someone pours tequila into the shoe and she drank it. And so, Casey Musgraves, you are our finest living songstress. You do not have to drink from a shoe no, like but, these garbage people. But can I say nope to shoeying? Shoey, yes. Australia, what is wrong shoey with noun. you? Shoey's a noun, right? Shoe, yeah, okay, shoeys. Do a shoey. No to shoeys. I love the Australian people. I love Australian Gerald, whiskey. Gerald, we love you. Yeah. We love Gerald. Um, Starward Whiskey was one of our sponsors last week, but do not drink out of shoes. No. No. This is disgusting. No. No. Shut it Shut down. Shut it down. Actually, I have my, I actually took off my shoes a few minutes ago and I'm holding a drink. Chewy. So, chewy, chewy. <laughs> no. Shut it down. No. <laughs> okay. Um, you remember Dennis Rodman? Um, yes. He's our finest living diplomat. Yes. Um, he's a weird guy. He was on The Apprentice. He was our leading diplomat to North Korea. Uh, he's having troubles. He's currently, uh, I don't know, on probation or something from a DUI that he had. But there is an even newer scandal, and this is shocking. And I think normally I wouldn't want to give him any uh, any attention, but I think this is the kind of thing that we have to talk about. So he was seen in Newport Beach, California, entering Vibes Hot Yoga Studio. Okay. Um, with two women and one man. So he went up to the front desk and started distracting the employees with his, like, Dennis Rodman nonsense. With his sparkle and With his sparkle and his and tattoos, dazzle. exactly. Meanwhile, the two women started stuffing clothing, like yoga wear, into their purse. Oh, it was a diversion it tactic? It was a diversion, but it gets much, much worse. Then the male companion grabbed... <laughs> <laughs> grabbed... A $2,500 crystal that had been sitting on the, like, welcome desk. Um, and he tried to place it on a dolly that he had brought in. To 
like saying roll he wanted out the to merch? purchase it. Okay. I guess it was like for sale in their like <laughs> hot yoga gallery. Right. Okay. But in picking it up to put on his dolly, he dropped it and it shattered into many, many pieces. Okay. And with that distraction, the women put even more yoga pants. We should call Beta Brand about this to <laughs> yeah. replace it. Even more uh, yoga wear into their into their bags, and then they ran out. But when they ran out, they were rolling the dolly containing the shattered twenty five hundred dollar crystal. In all, the women stole five hundred dollars in clothing. Okay. To which I ask. If this guy had a $2,500 crystal in his hands <laughs> and he destroyed it uh-huh. for the purposes of stealing $500 in yoga wear. <laughs> Why didn't they just steal the crystal? And throw out the yoga wear or just skip the yoga wear right. altogether. And what did Dennis Rodman have to do with this? If they, they, It seemed like they had a complete set. I, I they mean, had a complete, the, the whole Bonnie and Clyde was here. I they feel had the like crystal you're off g- to the races and we. I need to like... <laughs> Rewind let's, for a second. Rewind. So I know all of the why, details. So is Dennis Rodman like starving for <laughs> yoga gear? Is he like in financial? Is he reselling? Like is he in financial dire straits? It's like unclear. why? They were worth five hundred dollars. My guess is he has five hundred dollars. I mean, he was like a major athlete with endorsement deal. Like he must have millions of dollars. Uh, I don't know. Like people throw away their money. Who yeah. knows? But like, why five hundred dollars in yoga? And why yoga clothing? And why hot yoga? Go to regular yoga. And why does a yoga studio have a $2,500 crystal just sitting there? This whole news story like opens more questions than it answers. Stealing from a yoga studio is particularly yeah, it's like, like stealing low. from a daycare That's center. Just like, right. It's terrible. It's, yeah. It's terrible. And like give the crystal or reconstruct the crystal, give it back. Okay. And the lawyer, so this is the last item. So when asked for a comment, Dennis Rodman's lawyer said it is premature to comment. As if more facts will come to life that will vindicate him in some way. Why was he even in this store? Was he the ringleader? Was it his scheme? Couldn't he have hung back around the corner and let all the little people do his dirty work? <laughs> you would think. Maybe he want. Maybe he just wanted to do hot yoga, and they were or maybe using just him. The thrill of the kill. Maybe they were using him as like the sparkly distractor, and he didn't even realize the the service he was performing. And what cut did he get at the end? <laughs> Did he get like three yoga pants? Got like a shard. Okay, no, no, no. A this shard is a shard of, glass. of a shard of crystal. No, no, no. Dennis Rodman, go back in your hole. Shut it down. Pack your knives. These people and are despicable. Go. No. These are the, we're, we're talking about the worst people today. Yeah. Tati and Dennis. <laughs> they should get together. Tati and Dennis Rodman and Andy Potemkin. This might be the worst combination of nobody horrible people we've ever had on this weekend. No. Um, so now is the part of the podcast that people like the most. Uh, this is the yups. These are the things that keep us going through the week. You've heard some really terrible things this week. Uh, we're back from San Francisco, and yet here we are, back to the terrible. These are the few little things that gave us a little ray of lights, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, what do you got? So, okay, so you know it's been like a really terrible week when Chernobyl is the thing that gave you joy. <laughs> It's like a, the beacon of radioactive light in a sea of darkness. But people are producing... We can't laugh. I mean, I'm trying to not <laughs> laugh about Chernobyl, where so many people perished and scorched It's so horrible, much of the earth. but yes. um, HBO has a new series 
called Chernobyl, uh, and it's about that. It's, you know, amazing actors. It's beautiful art. There's the showrunners, this guy named Craig Mason, who's super talented. The music is fantastic. And it's just a delight to see people making good art and out of horrible out of horrible, horrible things and it's also very resonant with what's going on right now because you see these dumb like russians bumbling around not knowing what to do and worrying more about like what the media spin is than like what is actually going on and i feel like it it's really a comment on yes. the current administration and HBO is really the um the the leader in uh, horrible violent deaths yes, this week. They are. <laughs> I mean Chernobyl could have they, been no like, no one could come perpetrated close. by Daenerys. Daenerys Targaryen. The, the yeah. mad queen of uh, Targaryen. Okay. So um, I am going to watch that. Um, Definitely. Everybody should. My up is the following. Um, we had a very long lead up story to this, but I think we're going to cut right to the chase here because of uh, <laughs> we're running a little bit long. So when Rachel and I were in San Francisco, we were accidentally at a concierge desk, not at our at our own hotel, not because we were well, picking me, up a... We <laughs> accidentally <laughs> sent a miniature <laughs> Queen Elizabeth figurine to the other intercontinental Which hotel. You do. Who among us Who has, among not, us has accidentally not accidentally sent a Queen Elizabeth to the wrong intercontinental? And we got into we a little pick it got up. into a little conversation with the concierge, who was a doppelganger for Sigmund Freud, complete with the Austrian accent and full beard and full beard, right? And uh, we did not solicit this advice. This was unprompted, but he ready readily told us about where to go buy marijuana and edibles. And he said there's a very classy place right across the street. And we we weren't planning on the shopping trip. It was sort of retail therapy, but we strolled on in. It was so professional and delightful, as like we were walking into Saks Fifth Avenue. You had to do a little registration because they can't just have people wandering in willy nilly. But once we did it, we had like our own little weed concierge who like asked me I had no very way. knowledgeable you were talking to her for like 45 <laughs> minutes I was gonna kill myself no this is the best part about it so she, I, I was like okay I don't know what I want I just want something that's not gonna like hit me too hard and then she's like well how many times a day do you smoke and I'm like whoa let's whoa. talk months like, let's like uh, take the calendar let's zoom out she's like how many times a week I'm like zoom out more <laughs> she's like months I'm like eh. A year, a year, a few times a year, maybe, in the right social circumstances. But anyway, I want to give my yup to San Francisco, um, the dispensary. No longer dispensaries, they're just stores. They're just, it's Good like a normal them. retail store. And, yeah. and that's the way to do it, is to normalize it, let people use marijuana responsibly, whether it's for health or just for enjoyment. I thought it was an excellent experience. It was. It was a delight. It was a garden of earthly delights <laughs> in there. Yes. Okay. Um, that wraps up this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, We've we've got a five star rating on we do. on uh, iOS on iTunes on, podcasts, on iTunes. That's incredible. It's incredible, and we want to keep it that way. So please give us a five star. Right. Rating. So give us a lot of five stars, so that when other people give us one star, it'll <laughs> counteract that, and like a weighted average, we'll still have five stars. Yes. You can leave us uh, ratings, reviews, subscribe. When someone else, when you're telling them about it, actually grab their phone, which is what I do, and like call it up and then hit subscribe and then give it five stars. And that's as, almost as good as it happening organically. Exactly. Tell everybody. Shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, except nobody's on the rooftops so no one will hear. Okay, thank you so much for listening. It has been an absolutely terrible week. It has been a wonderful podcast. So much fun to record. We'll be back next week. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend, we got a lot in common We can talk about nothing Shoot the shit, we got shit